Hi, you're listening to Go See a Show, New York City's independent theater podcast. There are a lot of ways to tell a story, and with The Unwritten Law, co-creators Chesney Snow and Rebecca Ahrens have come up with something truly wonderful and unique, combining direct address, live music, modern dance, and more as they weave a very personal, haunting, and beautiful narrative. The show is currently up at Dixon Place, and I got to chat with both Chesney and Rebecca after a recent performance. Take a listen. I like to have everyone's name on the mic. So welcome to the podcast. We have Chesney Snow. And what did you do on this show? Uh, I was a writer, uh, creator, co-creator, and a performer. And uh, it's kind of a story about my family's life and my life. And the show is The Unwritten Law. We also have with us... Rebecca Ahrens. And what did you do, Rebecca? I am the director, choreographer, and co-producer. I'm so glad you could be here because when I realized that that was your role, I was like, oh man, I can't wait to talk to Chesney. Really hope Rebecca's here too <laughs> because yeah. man, this is like, it's, it's obviously a very collaborative effort. Um, so when you tell people come to see The Unwritten Law, what are you telling them to come see? Like, what do you, what do you say as the like, hey, I'm doing the show, like come to Dixon Place, here's what you're going to see. How do you pitch it? Um, I love when everybody, yeah. everybody's like, ah, oh, looking at so, each other, well, it's great. I, I tell people that they're coming to see um, a story of America, a story that, um, that, you know, follows in the tradition of great, you know, narrative stories of, of African-American families, whether they're talking about the color purple or, or um, uh, Lackawanna Blues with uh, Ruben Santiago Hudson work you know we're looking at you know black life and and i'm hoping that they will be able to follow uh the journey of the you know of where where we've come from and i don't want to you know i don't want to preach at people but i would love for people to just to just hear the story and then maybe they may have a different perspective you know on some of the things that are happening today that's a beautiful way to describe that. I hope that works. And I love that you said, like, you said, it, hear the story, though. And I want to talk right. about, like, I love the sound of this. Mm-hmm. As somebody who owns a podcast, mm-hmm. I'm very into sound. Um, but uh, And I really want to get back to that. But I also mm-hmm. want to talk about the visual component of this. Mm-hmm. Because there is some incredible physical movement going on that is telling the story. I think it would be very easy... Uh, to rest on your brilliant performance, Chesney, and just kind of, man, this guy's got this brilliant voice, he's a really charismatic actor, mm-hmm. and then you layer on incredible movement. Talk to me about that. How did you put those two things together? Well, Chesney and I met doing another project. Um, I work for the Sean Curran company and have worked for Sean for about nine seasons. And he was doing a commercial project that Chesney was involved in. And so he knew, Chesney knew me as a dancer, but not so much as a choreographer, although I do make my own work. And we just kind of took a leap of faith and trusted each other. And Is this your first collaboration? Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. So he wanted something different. Um, so that's where contemporary dance came, came into the picture. And I, myself and the other dancer, Malik Washington, who will be back in the male lead dancer role next week. However, the guy who's performing tonight was incredible. Yes. Yeah. 
So you guys have a hell of a team. Yes. Uh, who you saw tonight was Winston Dynamite Brown. And yes, that is his real name. <laughs> yeah. And, and he is dynamite. He's that guy is fantastic. dynamite. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I'm glad you made that pun for me because he is so good. <laughs> Yes, he's he's an amazing dancer. I met him in the Sean Curran company years ago when I first joined. He's actually the reason why I auditioned for Sean. Um, but I, Malik and I, we co-created um, a lot of the movement, a lot of the partnering aspects of, of the dance. And we just took contemporary dance to a different level and wrote on the cadence of Chesney's voice because for the first few weeks of rehearsals, we didn't have any music. So we were dancing to a recording of Chesney's voice of the stories that we had and each time we got together we just kept um, building and building. So that makes sense that's where you'd start with your voice Chesney like it, telling the stories? Yeah I think um, the it, it really just fit perfectly you know it was kind of like things happen for a reason um, we we were we were working on musical ideas but we hadn't been able to really put musical ideas down but um, you know, Rebecca is so brilliant, you know, that she just really honed in on the, the words, which really makes so much sense because, you know, like the, um, the, the vision that I had had for a long time was that I always wanted to work with a dancer and work with movement, but I could never find someone who, who, who could not just be a brilliant dancer, but also had this rich uh, understanding of the African-American experience and had such a background in African-American studies who can really dig into the dramaturgical work of this, the, 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 the intellectual work, so that we, I'm not just telling a story, but it's a story that's contextualized, you know? Um, and yeah, I feel like it really, it really just clicked, you know? We've been working on this for well over a year and a half, probably, wow. something like that. You can see the work in it. Like it's it's you? absolutely gorgeous, and mm. I want to maybe just go from there to talk about. This is some very heavy work. It's right. just some very heavy subject material right. that you're delving into, and incredibly personal material for right. you, Chesney. Right. So, um, right. it how does that affect the creative process and, and working with other people, especially when I mean, you know, you see a lot of solo shows where right. it's like, yeah, this is my family, this is my story, this is very personal to me, mm -hmm. and you can really delve deep. And it's but it's one person, right. and something about the fact that you have these brilliant collaborators on stage. Mm -hmm almost feels more vulnerable in a way or oh. or does it help you to go toward those um, more I think, private well, for, places for, for for me I, while i love one person shows i i do i, I really enjoy seeing work of uh you know sarah jones and uh, the, the legends like um, anna devere smith who I, I you know who really broke my mind open for theater you know when i was a young kid um but i always love what the magic that happens between people on stage, which is why I wanted to have live music, why I wanted to have other bodies in the space. So I never wanted it to be. I a, hope that just got picked up because the moment Chesney <laughs> said live music, somebody started rocking the piano in the theater. So sorry to interrupt. No, that was no, too no. Good. Um, because I feel like it's more interesting to see what's happening between souls and bodies and minds on Absolutely. the stage than just to see the one person you know no matter how brilliant they are with going in between you know various characters and physicalizing these characters so I never really wanted to do that the the challenge you know was really and I think this is with 
almost any project that, that you have to do is finding the perfect collaborator, mm -hmm. you know? Yep. That's what takes so long to do. So you may have a project that's really, really, really great, but you don't have the right director, you don't have the right actor, you don't have the right choreographer, you don't have the right composer, you know? And so when you find that you can put all of those elements uh, together, that's where the magic happens, you know? As somebody looking from the outside, I think you found the right collaborators uh, because this was really, really beautiful and seemed Thank very you. wonderful to, to see that sort of interplay mm -hmm. going on. Uh, so you talked about, uh, Rebecca, when you started here, that you didn't have music mm -hmm. to work with in developing the dance, but you definitely have live music going on on stage. Um, what is this like? And, and maybe tie that into what I had asked about of Chesney about like also this like very personal narrative. I mean, is there a, a weird responsibility that goes into your work as well to take somebody else's story on? Well, like Chesney said, I think it's an American story. So as a mixed race person in this country, I I identify with it. And it's one of those stories that although it isn't mine, I have family or friends who, you know, I've experienced, you know, their tragedies, you know, through and with. It's so, that incredible thing of like the more specific you are, almost the more generalized it gets. Mm -hmm. So it's just been a really powerful experience because it's universal. I feel that even if you didn't actually go through it because of what we're saying, it, it, I mean, it really is an American issue. It's, you know, racism in this country, uh, systemic racism. It's not just a black issue. It is an American issue. The family issues, too, were something that yeah. really resonated, mm -hmm. uh, at least for me, you know, as, as the white guy in the audience, mm -hmm. like, I'm definitely, I have to, like, deal with my own right. you know, relationship to race in this country. Uh, but something that could really resonate for me personally is, like, I, I single, single mom households, like, F yeah, single moms. Single moms, they get the job. Like, I, oh, that was the best line. Oh, that man. That's my little shout out to Lynn. Hey, Amen. We all, we all got a shout out to yeah. Lynn, but like that was so cool. So yeah. um, I don't know. There was a lot of there was a lot in there too. I think and I love that you said that was something that we could all get behind. There was something in there for everybody. Um, and, I, and I have to say too that it's also like uh, you can't. You, can, you It's it's hard to just tell your story to anyone. You know what I mean? And really trust your story with someone, you know? And so that, you know, what you, you have to feel like you're going to someone that, that's not necessarily judging your story, you know, but that really is like there to help you through it, you know, through creating art with it, you know? And that's what I felt that I found in my collaborator. And so that was a really, I think that was one of the main reasons why w once we hit the ground, once we got that first script done, we were just like, we were on, on our way with it. You can't tell right now, uh, listeners, but I'm smiling really big because like I love, this has happened a lot recently on the podcast mm -hmm. where collaborators are just like loving back and forth. And it's a lot of like, <laughs> this person's awesome. No, this person's awesome. <laughs> this person like totally brought his next level. No, this is the next level. Just, I love that, it's so good. Um, talk to me a little bit about like the music. Like, where did the music mm. come from? How did you develop the music? Um, mm. Unfortunately, okay. we don't have the musicians here. But mm -hmm. um, how did the music come about? And then I'm going to lead this into. Okay. I, I got to talk to you about your microphone use. <laughs> Flip and love it. Thanks. Uh, well, you know, this was another uh, really key uh, part of the collaboration for me because uh, I've known them for a very long time. You know, the cellist I've known for probably 16 plus years. Wow. 
um, AJ, I, I'm pretty sure I've known for at least six or seven years, probably. Um, and it's really, a for me, I wanted people that uh, could tell stories with their music. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That, you know, sometimes, you know, you can meet people that are so technically brilliant, you know, the brilliant, brilliant, brilliant musicians. Uh, but it's like what Varuni specializes in is she's been working with dancers for so long because like one of her best, best friends um, is a dancer. And so she's been in this theater, like we were in this theater together and, and I've seen her uh, really join and become one with the, with the, other, with the movement of the person, you know? And so she, the way that, I've always loved the way she told stories with her cello, you know? And so that was the first, when I thought about this project, I was like, oh, there's, there's nobody else. And with AJ, I, I, know that I, I knew that I wanted the, the instrumentation of piano and, um, and, and cello, but, and I've worked with a lot of people, but he, he just, he has this, uh, this attention to detail and this warmth about him. You know, he's a doctor. He, he, he works for, I, I think it's like a, it's not a clinic. It was clinic for people who have nothing. Oh, wow. Do you know? So it's like, he, not like, only he's Seriously, a he's a medical doctor? He's a medical doctor. Oh, yeah. Shit. <laughs> and so, and so one of the things that I, that I just loved about them is like, you know, it wasn't like a gig thing. It was like they were doing it because they love the work. You know, Varuni works in education. You know, uh, it was really about the souls of who they were. And I knew that they would care about the work and the story. And what they brought to it, I thought, was absolutely phenomenal. You know, I think there's something, it's not just the magic of live music, but there was just something to me about the instrumentation of piano and cello that were so simple but yet so full. You know, and I felt like both of them. You know, the cello is a very is very much a vocal instrument. It's mm -hmm. it's a, it's a voice, and and the piano is a rockin'. You know, it it can go <laughs> through so many different uh, levels of storytelling. Right. You know, and underscoring. So, um, I just we we developed it piece by piece. You know, we went and uh, I had this idea. I wanted to go through time with with the music. You know, so I wanted. You know this particular music here, this particular music, that, that style, and then they played with it, and they came up with that. And I, like I promised, I have to bring it back to the microphone because I love the way you started this oh, uh, with the beatboxing, which mm -hmm. was just awesome to watch. Uh, just your silhouette with the projector mm -hmm. screen, really, really cool. And then all throughout the piece, you you are body mic'd, so. Mm -hmm you have this really wonderful way of using the microphone and your voice together mm -hmm. to change character, to really give like, you know, highlights. Mm -hmm. it, it really turns into its own instrument, which right. is wonderful. Yes. Talk to me, like, uh, other than, you know, right. being... Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I've always, I've always loved, uh, like I said, we were just talking about your, your microphone. Yeah, before we started. Uh, but I'm you're kind also of a like, microphone what's, fanatic. What's your name? Like, you're... Fresh, it was defresh. Defresh, it was yeah. defresh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, is is that where it started? Like as defresh, like that you got yeah, yeah, used yeah. to was, working uh, the mic, or well, we couldn't afford mics then. <laughs> but um, when I got older, uh, and I kind of became a professional beatboxer, um, I was like, I would go to these places, and the microphones and these little clubs would all be bent up, and you didn't know what you were getting. And I was just like, I was going crazy, and I was like, I'm gonna bring my own mic to every show. 
And so I just, I went out and I got a mic and I'm like, I, I looked at the specifications of it. I, I like went crazy about microphones. And then I was like, I didn't just need my own mic. I needed my own soundboard. And then I needed my own course. So it's like every, so before you know it, you know, I'm like carrying a suitcase you know, to every little open yeah, mic spot, DJ. That's good. you know, because yeah. So I'm like, because the microphone is my instrument. It's like the voice is my instrument, but the microphone is an extension of that. And it's also its own instrument within itself. And so I'm able to, you know, change you know do use my voice and change the vibrations and and use that microphone as a as a tool you know and so um that's why whenever i meet a vocalist i i know if they're a real vocalist if they have their own microphone because <laughs> and i mean even down from snoop dogg it was like i remember when i was opening for snoop dogg and snoop dogg doesn't do his own mic checks because he's snoop dogg so <laughs> you know but like i saw his microphone and it was like it was like this wireless mic and there was it was like a glove and on top of it it was like this big emblem was Snoop Dogg and diamonds and I'm like wow Snoop's got a big microphone <laughs> <You know? laughs> but then you're like wait a minute what are the electronics inside them? right all right exactly that's, that's a exactly. real question exactly you know so um so no I, I I've always been very particular about you know which microphones uh, I like they have a decent microphone here so i used their microphone but usually uh i like to rock my own <laughs> sorry i had to nerd out on that because i was so yeah. stoked about like how like the sound of this thing i run a podcast people i like sound so yeah. um yeah. come check out the unwritten law we are at dixon place and your run is sundays and mondays is that right yes until the 14th to the 14th of august tickets and more information can be found at dixonplace.org and uh, can I shout out some personal websites y'all sure rebeccaarens.com a-r-e-n-d-s correct all right uh, chesneysnow.com and uh, please check us out online there and you can actually help us and support us come out to the show we love it thank you thank you all so much thank, thank you, you. Awesome. Thank you, Chesney and Rebecca, for hanging out after the show to chat. You can catch The Unwritten Law at Dixon Place, 161A Christie Street in Manhattan through August 14th, 2017. Head to dixonplace.org for a link to tickets and more information. And a reminder, if you're not yet a member of the League of Independent Theater, change that today, right now, by heading to litny.org. Lit is the organization advocating in the interest of indie theater artists. Membership is free, and we'd love your help making positive change for our community. That link again, litny.org. And thanks to you for listening into the podcast. If you dig it, please give it a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash go see a show. Follow at go see a show on Twitter and rate or comment on the show's Apple Podcasts page. Until next time, go see a show. That was great. Thank you. And I love the Kenny Chesney joke. <laughs>